also called Myanmar, and his refusal to be taken in by another round of nuclear negotiations with North Korea. Nevertheless, every president should be judged on a few fundamentals. His ability to deliver what he promised, weaken the country's foes, and strengthen its friends, elaborate a concept of the American interest that is persuasive and true, and pass on a world heading in the right direction. Obama rates well on none of these. Start with the promises, of which Obama made plenty when he came to office. The prison at Guantanamo Bay was to be shut within a year. Relations with Russia would be reset. The United States' good name would be restored in such places as Cairo, Istanbul, and Damascus. Israeli settlement expansion would end, and peace with the Palestinians would be forged. Much of this was to be achieved, so it seemed, through the sheer moral force of Obama's personality and the compelling logic of his ideas. Yet none of it occurred. Obama became the president who, to use one of Rose's baseball metaphors, called his shot only to strike out. As for U.S. enemies, the core of al-Qaeda might be weaker today than it was when Obama took office but the groups he once cavalierly dismissed as Jihad's JV team are vastly more potent, successful, and aggressive. The Russian economy may have been badly hit by the fall in global oil prices, but Ukraine is bracing for the next phase in a Russian offensive that Obama has opposed with only token measures. The deal with Iran exchanges billions of dollars in tangible economic relief for Tehran, some of which will be used to fund anti-American proxies in Lebanon, Yemen, Iraq, the Gaza Strip, and Afghanistan, in return for the paper promise of a temporary lull in Iran's nuclear program. And as for the country's friends, here's a sampler of some of their more candid views. Then-Polish Foreign Minister Radosław Sikorski, secretly taped in 2014, the Polish-American alliance is worthless, even harmful, as it gives Poland a false sense of security. It's bullshit. Israeli Defense Minister Moshe Yalon, in a 2014 speech, If your image is feebleness, it doesn't pay in the world. The former Saudi intelligence chief, Turki al-Faisal, in public comments in 2013, U.S. policy toward Syria would be funny if it were not so blatantly perfidious and designed not only to give Mr. Obama an opportunity to back down, but also to help Assad butcher his people. Earlier this year, Obama invited the heads of state of the Gulf Cooperation Council for a meeting at Camp David. Most sent their deputies and understudies in their place, a gesture of contempt that can be translated from Arabic into English in two words. Such views are not merely reflex reactions to specific administration policies. They are a response to the broader drift of American policy under Obama, his effort to recast the fundamental tenets of the country's approach to the world. Rose suggests that Obama has sought to right-size the United States' strategic priorities focusing on the solid liberal core as opposed to the unstable and possibly hopeless periphery. This interpretation seems to have little foundation in anything Obama has said, and even less in what he has done.
What, for instance, has been the relative weight of the administration's attention to, say, improving military interoperability within NATO, as opposed to berating Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for approving construction in the Jerusalem neighborhood of Ramat Shlomo? The truth is that Obama's idea of U.S. foreign policy is that there should be less of it, that the United States generally ought not to meddle in the internal affairs of other states, and certainly not do so without a U.N. warrant, and that Washington should focus on what it does at home more than on what it does abroad. This doctrine is nation-building here at home, and it finds advocates among both left-wing progressives, who want it for the sake of bigger government, and right-wing libertarians, who want it for the sake of smaller deficits. That's why Obama's foreign policy polled well in his first few years in office. Now, however, the consequences of that foreign policy...